and welcome to SLT with Nav, better known as something like that with Nav. Good news. After almost 40 plus episodes on this particular podcast, I finally decided to take my relationship to the next level. I got down on one knee and uh, I started a website. That's right. Hey, I'm taking my relationship to the whole new level. You can visit us at uh, SLT. At, sorry, SLTwithnav.com for all your podcasts. Everything is in one channel. Every page, yes, every artist that you see, everything is in one page, which makes it much easier. So you have no excuse whatsoever on uh, not to listen to the show. So remember, if you are a face, you're a Spotify person, you're an Apple person, you're an Amazon music person or Google podcast, whichever you want is all available on the page itself. So head on there and uh, try to subscribe it if it's possible. It'd be great to have you there. All right, today's show is going to be a little exciting because I've been waiting to do this for a very, uh, very long time. I've been wanting to talk about the, this genre of music, especially when it comes to rock. I've had chats with the different types of rockers, uh, ranging from punk rock to heavy metal to soft rock, rock up, you name it, you've done it all. But one of the topics, or rather one of the genres which I hardly had a chance to do uh, was Christian rock. It's it's quite a unique uh, genre, especially when it gets, when it's associated with metal, uh, that makes it much, much more interesting. And uh, this particular dude I'm going to bring you on board comes from this kick-ass band, super awesome band called Shamash. And Shamash is just one of his band, just one of his band. While the entire world is trying to maintain, having difficulties maintaining one band, he actually has about, if I'm not mistaken, about three bands. So let's double check with him. It's Andre, my man. Andre! Hey, hi, Navin. What's up? Hey, how you doing, man? You doing good? Okay, man, bro. <laughs> and uh, firstly, let me say, let me say, thank you very, very much for being such an awesome guest. You're the very first. I've done this show about what, about forty plus episodes, almost fifty. You're the very first guest that actually dressed up for the show. Oh, dude, because I'm right <laughs> under the aircon, I'm like freezing, so... Ah, okay, okay, because now, now I feel like an idiot right now wearing this t-shirt. <laughs> you're, you're the best dressed guest I've ever had on this show, oh, man. Of course, you, man. Price or <laughs> yeah, I wish I had something, man. The only thing I have with me right now is a can of coffee. That's about it. <laughs> yes, please do, please do. Hey, thanks for coming on board, man. Uh, Shamash is the band, one of, one of your bands, right? You have a list of bands. I mean, you've been in the industry for more than 25 years, 20, 20 plus years, and uh, you had a list of bands. Please enlighten me a little bit about your other bands before we get into Shamash. Uh, okay, so my first band that was uh, serious, that I got signed mm -hmm. up was a, a band called uh, Necromanicide. Okay. Uh, we were signed in 1995 uh, okay. with Pony Records. So Necromanicide is a, is, a, is a trash metal band. Uh, it's like trash slash death metal. We were like one of those crossover genres kind of thing. Um, so that has been around since then. And then uh, I took a, a little break uh, of about okay. 20 over years, 23 years, if I'm not wrong, my math. You call that little, huh? <laughs> okay, it's, it's a long story, but I kind of stepped away from, from music for a bit just to focus on other things. Okay. Then uh, the MCO hit last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was stuck at home, looking out the, the window. I live in an apartment. I looked out the window. I, no cars, very depressing. I looked at my computer. I got a DAW, uh, you know, system on my computer. You know, I've been, you know, sometimes I get little ideas. I record it down. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to work on this. So, you know, I just kind of worked on it, uh, sent it to a record label in the United States. Next thing you know, they sent a contract back. 
Nice. And then, yeah, yeah. They sent the contract back, and they they loved the song. It was one song, and then we, we released an EP. Um, and then uh, my old band Necromanicide, uh, you know, we, we're working on a comeback, so that's a, a, another project. Uh, I have a, a black metal project, uh, also uh, signed with another label, so that's also coming out. Yeah, so like three projects and one unannounced project. Okay. Which is, uh, I'll, I'll wait for the record label to announce that one because that one involves some interesting names, so I don't want to get out of the bag. Nice. Yeah. But, so but how do you keep record. up with it, man? How do you keep up with it? Three bands so far. I mean, as I'm uh, counting right now, it's three bands. Yeah. Uh, four. How do you cope uh, up with one it? unannounced four. one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm without counting that, I'm talking yeah. about the current three. How do you yeah. cope up with the three bands? Because as it is, as you know, most of the bands trying to keep up with one band, it's always been a nightmare, no music coming out. As yeah. for your particular band, let's let's get into Shamash. You guys have a long list of tracks within one year. You said it's just been a year since last yeah. year's MCO. Yeah. And I was looking through some of your tracks and uh, that's a pretty long list of songs, man. For, yeah. one, for a one-year-old band that's... Uh, that's pretty happy. How did you manage to get the time and write all the the, the stuff that you did? Okay, so uh, just to get some perspective, uh, just to make things a little bit worse, right? Uh, <laughs> I actually run a business here in Malaysia, so <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm doing this like uh, like after work during weekends, right? So the, the thing about me is uh, uh, I cope with stress by actually writing songs. So that, that's, that's one nice way. You know? uh, it, it will take me about two to three hours to get a whole song penned penned up. I, I write songs really good. Yeah, so some of the tracks that you heard uh, on the EP, three hours, two hours, you know, songs that, uh, you know, uh, maybe lyrics might take same amount of time, but I, I write songs pretty quick, you know. Uh, so I'm kind of like writing the wave and also making up for lost time because, you know, I had like 23 years being away from music, right? And I had a lot of ideas and I just kind of like you know, wrote down and put it aside, you know. So I'm just kind of like, you know, making good on, on that, catching up and, uh, that's basically where it is, but but every single project that I'm 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 working on is a little bit different. Uh, like for example, Shamash is a is, is like a cross genre extreme metal band. It's got a few okay. different uh, styles mashed into one, but it's a little bit more modern age. Uh, my my older band uh, my older band Necromanicide is a little bit more trash death. Okay. Uh, and I've got a black metal project, so it's it's slightly all, all kind of different in the genre. They're all metal, but they're just different types of metal. Yeah, because the thing is, what I like about, uh, like I say, I'm, I'm narrowing it down to Shamash right now. Uh, Shamash, mm -hmm. one of my favorite parts about listening to the uh, the songs from Shamash itself, you have the growl and you have the uh, the clear part of it. Because in yeah. most cases, when you, especially when it comes to bands that's uh, from Malaysia, when you have the ground, uh, growl, that's about it. You don't really hear the uh, clear part of uh, the vocals, right? You, may, you might have noticed that in a lot of metal yeah. bands going on. And but as for yours, it had it had a mix of uh, both in it. Of course, it's of strictly male vocals in that, and right. uh, it was kind of awesome. It's kind of awesome the the music, the feel, uh, the growl, everything put in together. Because I'm I'm going to be very honest with you, I'm not a technical guy when it comes to rock. I wouldn't know anything about A minor, C minor, B, whatever chords you think of. But as a listener on the other end of uh, the radio, the other end of the speakers, I truly enjoyed the entire um, EP per se. And you had different versions of it because I was looking through uh, some of your uh, older stuff, or maybe I don't know whether it's older ones like uh, what Dark Side of the Moon. No, was it so, yours? so that, that's another shamash. There are actually about three or four different shamashes, by the way. Ah, okay. So, that, uh, that's Danish, why I had a big uh, question mark. There is a Brazilian band. I think there's a Mexican band also called Shamash. 
Ah, okay, 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 okay. Then, 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 then makes perfect sense because I was a bit like, okay, this is heavy metal, and then I'm listening to another version of it. I thought you just like you just want to diversify your music in that part. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks for clearing that out because it all came under uh, one whole list. The moment you type in Shama Show, I assumed that it was part of your band. So, just to be clear, how many tracks do you have again? Uh, the ones that we have released would be five. Okay. Good. tracks yeah so if you if you listen to the the tracks uh, okay so just to give you a perspective for 23 years when i kind of left the metal scene um a lot of my time was spent doing a lot of church music you know where you just you know guitar singing it's yeah. all about I, i don't growl in church right <laughs> so, so yeah, most people would be like get yeah, that demon possessed guy off the stage right? so, <laughs> so I, i don't but uh so what, what actually happened is you, you will listen i mean if you listen to the ep right there are some songs like uh, i'll give you an example Uh, the song at the throne. If you've heard of, heard it, yes, right? Did, yeah. uh, in the middle, it just becomes uh, like a clean singing song. That was actually a worship song that I wrote. That was just kind of sitting in my hard disk. So when I was okay. writing, uh, writing this song, I was like, mm, "What do I do with this?" And I just kind of plunked it in, and it worked. And I just kind of built up on that because the the themes were different. Even though that was a clean song, and and the throne was kind of like a growl death metal song, right? Uh, I thought it was a very Cool, kind of like you know, uh, mid interlude kind of thing, and uh, actually turned out to be my favorite part of the song. Actually, yeah, the what is it? Is that's the thing because uh, you see when I when I listen to songs like especially when it's uh, new artists or whoever I came uh, come across, I I listen to it with no expectations whatsoever. Because that's where you you tend to discover more things through the songs that's going along, and uh, as, that's what I felt through a shamash. Because everything was like a surprise for me. It's like okay, this is a Malaysian uh, rock band. Okay, guys from Malaysia, but of course your music when it caters for a worldwide audience. It's not really a Malaysian per se. It's a worldwide audience. Hence, I think there's a reason why you got signed up with one of the locals abroad. Uh, sorry, record labels abroad. So and the songs that he wrote, it's like everything. Is it just you? Who is in the band itself? Uh, okay, so for for the the EP, uh, which is Suffering Servant, uh, it started off with just primarily being me. Um, okay. What happened was we we roped in um, Darren uh, from Man on a Mistake. Uh, yeah. Army of yes. Darren joined in later in the project. Uh, we also had uh, Alex, who was also from uh, Army of Three. Um, but primarily when they we joined on board, I think most of the songs were kind of written already. So okay. it was kind of like. More or less done, you know. They just kind of added a little bit of the post-production feel and all that. So the 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 full-length album that we're coming out is a, a very equal balance between myself, uh, Darren, and uh, Alex. And uh, the songs are very interesting. Uh, so if you listen to Suffering Servant, uh, as interesting as it is, it still kind of sounds a little bit old school because I'm very old school. Yes. I come from a generation of metal that's like 30 years ago. You know, nice. Uh, Darren's a little bit more modern, so he's got all that core elements in him, which I I don't like. When you no, know, when I met him, I didn't even know what a breakdown is. <laughs> you know, what was that? It's just like you know, yeah. So anyway, to me, it's just like a type of musical preamble. So I I had to learn all these terms and all that. So when we kind of got together and we started to write songs together, right? We we actually we have a very interesting chemistry. Uh, I think the songs are very interesting. They sound a little bit more modern than Suffering Servant, but they still have a very, it still has a very good old school grounding. Yeah. Um. So I I, I like the old school death metal stuff. Uh. You know, uh, like the obituaries and you know, and, and this band Mortification, which is one of my. No. Yes. Band. Yeah. So, I love that band, man. Uh, so, uh, you know, I I can't I kind of keep going back to that kind of sound, but 
Um, Darren is, uh, so he's producing the, the, the full length album that we're coming out with this time around. And uh, he's, a, he's a tough producer, man. So, you know, I'll, I'll lay down stuff, which I think I'm happy with. Send it over to him and he'll be like, mm, can't do that again. <laughs> you know, so, but, but you know, uh, it's good because he's pushing for excellence. And so the, the new stuff is uh, interesting, man. I'll uh, be more than happy to, uh, you know, let you hear some of the demos at some point of time, you know. Definitely. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit I'm looking up, uh, for that. And we're looking to release uh, the, the first single in a few months. Nice. Because I kind of like the way you guys work. It's like no dilly-dally. It's like I keep on cu coming up. I keep turning music back to back. So if you're a fan of uh, uh, Shamash, you won't feel disappointed. There's no long wait. It's like, you know, when you have the adrenaline pumping, you just want to keep going and going and going. So I think that's what's been happening with your band itself because I was looking at the timeline of uh, the songs that have been released. And in less than a year, this is considered amazing, man. They're having all the tracks going on back to back because in most cases, what bands do is I come up with a song, I wait for six months to a year, then I release my next single, and then it goes on. By the time you really get... Uh, fully into the band you kind of lose the interest so this is in this case i doubt that's going to ever going to happen but i'm just curious <laughs> of one thing for a guy who's actually a fan of, was a fan of vanilla ice and mc hammer during childhood days how did you get into <laughs> this metal stuff man <laughs> okay so you gotta you gotta remember right uh, i mean I, I grew up in malaysia right so we have very little exposure to to music other than what's on the tv right yeah so I mean, when you're a kid you turn on radio you, i mean mc hammer and vanilla ice is cool right so yeah. uh I mean, I listened to it, I liked it, you know, it was, it was awesome. Um, but were you but the I, guy who's one of those baggy pants dude or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, was... the carrot pants, you know, I kind of, oh, yeah. you, know, you know, Don Johnson was like an hour. <laughs> like, yeah, I had that, man, I had that too. Was, you know, yeah, pull up your sleeves on your coat. And then... <laughs> correct, yeah, correct. So, you know, uh, so what my, my salvation came uh, one day when somebody, uh, you know, brought a, uh, a cassette to church one day, right? He was like, hey, check out this rock band. You know, it's a band called Petra, Petra and uh, and White Cross. So you know, I, I got exposed to this. So the first rock bands I got exposed to were actually Christian rock bands. Okay, now my brother uh, at the same time uh, was listening to Iron Maiden, so I, I would hear all that noisy music coming from there. <laughs> he stopped listening. He stopped listening to Iron Maiden after a year. It was a phase for him, right? Now he's into like all that EDM stuff, uh, and I'm the metalhead. So he kind of like swapped. Around That's a squid. That's a big yeah. switch. Yeah, quite a switch, but I got pretty serious with that whole uh, rock metal thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, but it's cool. But the thing is, this uh, you said that those bands, uh, sorry, the names that you mentioned earlier, uh, the ones you, your first cassette, what was it again? Petra, uh, White Cross. Okay. The thing is this, I'm always curious, uh, like we were talking off air about uh, having Christian rock metal or other Christian ba uh, metal bands. I'm, I've been always curious. Uh, I've been wondering about this for a very, very, very long time. How did people, especially here in Malaysia, accept that? The whole idea of Christian rock band, the, the history of it. Because as, as you know, the moment anybody comes up with a metal track or any rock track, everybody's like, you know, pretty skeptical. Is like, no, get the music out of here. We don't want those kind of tracks. You know, this is, I mean, let's, let's put it this way. Like, if I want to go really old school, no, those kind of stuff are bad influences, evil, you know, things like that. So how did the Christian rock thing kick in for you? I mean, as, as sorry, kick in for the Malaysian scene. I know, I know the, the you guys have performed in churches because the first band that I've personally uh, came across was, of course, Army of Three. On right. on a personal note, and how did that happen for for the Malaysian scene? <laughs> okay, so um, actually, the first Christian metal band uh, in Malaysia or Asia actually 
uh, would be my band Necromanticide. So uh, we oh. preceded all these other bands. We were at least uh, a decade before uh, uh, Army of Three. Yeah, uh, and back then it was totally not accepted. I'll, I'll be very upfront with you. Uh, we were yeah. maligned. A lot of the, the the churches looked at us like, "Are you guys crazy? I mean, you you guys are supposed to be Bible believing Christians. Why are you playing satanic music?" Right, yeah. and so um, it, it was just really not accepted. Um, so we were in a little bit of a quandary because, as people who loved uh, metal music, right, uh, we, we felt that we need to express ourselves with the kind of music that we love, you know. Oh, true. Uh, so uh, we were just being very true to what we believed, and and to us, uh, music does not have any uh, actual. It's neutral. It doesn't have a, a compass of any sort, right? If if you're if you're a if you're a satanist like Glenn Benton of Dayside, uh, you know that kind of tool will be an an advent for you to, to talk about satanism. If you're if you're a, a Christian, you you know you use it to talk about what you believe in. So I mean I'm not going to be the kind of uh, preachy kind of person to try to force my beliefs down on you. But you know uh, if I'm going to sing about something, I must sing about something I'm convicted about. And yeah. and so that was the kind of stance that we had, and uh, you know uh, that's how we formed the band, you know, uh, and, and what we did. So. Uh, so generally, I mean, at that time, uh, you know, we were we got signed up by a, a mainstream label. It was Pony Canyon at the time, and when we yeah. uh, released it and all that. So I mean, there were some people in the, the Christian scene that were, I mean, in, in churches that were quite open. They were like, "Hey, you know, why don't you come play in our church and all that, right?" But then when they heard our cassettes, they were like, "Oh, no, 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 we're not." <laughs> so I think the only church that was actually really open to to have us play was my own church because you know they were pretty radical people. So they're like, "Yeah, yeah, play," but. But even then, they had letters from other churches, right, saying that look, if you have this band play, we, we know we get your church license revoked, stuff like that. So I mean, that was how it was back then, all right. So uh, by the time the other bands came and seen like Army of Three and all that, I mean, it was a little bit more uh, accepted, you know. Uh, I mean, but but then again, also you have to consider the kind of uh, spectrum of music. Uh, I mean, uh, I was into grindcore death, right? Something we were like grinding. They can really yeah. you know, sound it like that. I mean, Army of Three had more of that singing element to it, so it's a little bit more legible. So I mean, sometimes it's all just about perception and you know, uh, being, you know, educating people. So if you if you look into uh, different countries, uh, like United States, is a lot more uh, accepted, you know. Um, but but then again, you know, you have to also understand that uh, Christian metal is actually a par parallel movement to the metal movement. You know, it, it has a very different kind of uh, history. I mean, there are some artists that kind of cross. Uh, the two boundaries, yeah. uh, but uh, it's a it's a slightly different evolution. Yeah. Okay. Because the thing is, like, uh, because I for for me personally, uh, like uh, the only exposure that I've had on at the early years, where you know you're talking about bands like uh, when you get songs like Kyrie, then you came out with uh, uh, Striker, uh, then Striker. The bands, then you had uh, Strikers, then you had uh, Creed, right? Creed, if I'm not mistaken. Creed. Creed. Yes. Yeah. Creed. So th those are the kind of. Uh, mainstream stuff that i was exposed to but then again when i started digging up a little deeper and discovering the metal scene which is fantastic man which is and also the following that you have on the other parts of the world i don't know i'm not uh, not so sure about here it's this fantastic man you have like it's like i'm not talking about a niche market it is a huge market overall it's a it's a it's, it's a very different market actually yeah exactly and how is it so far current at, at, at present times here in Malaysia, it's like, okay, like say, for example, if you're going to take your band and you're going to go back to churches and perform, are they still accept, uh, acceptable to this whole concept? 
<clears throat> okay, I mean, uh, I'm not going to speak for all all churches, right? Um, yeah, my church is uh, totally fine. You know, with, with this, I mean, I mean, they understand that uh, this is a, a type of uh, artistic outlet for people like myself, right? I mean, and and I mean, why not? Uh, you know, uh, sing about things that I'm you know, convicted about, right? So, I mean, my church has no problem with that. Um, I, but I can't say the same for other churches, right? So, I mean, there are some uh, uh, churches that are open, some that are not. I mean, it's but all that's, that's usually the case with the uh, older people, or shall I say the management itself. But in terms of audience, the younger generation yeah. accepting it, how is that? Okay, so that's not necessarily true, okay? So, I heard that uh, uh, people like the, like the Pope, for example, likes Black Sabbath. You know, you know I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a, it's a real it's a real tough call. <clears throat> uh, but I I think right now um, it is a little bit more accepted than thirty years ago when I first got into this whole Christian metal for it. Right, so it's very very different. I mean, it's a little bit more acceptable now. I think the biggest okay. opposition we have is. Uh, uh, not so much from the, the the Christian circles as much nowadays, uh, but more from people who are from the mainstream uh, side that are like, why are you trying to bring in this you know uh, religious uh, kind of you know uh, concepts and ideas into uh, a genre that's supposed to be rebellious and anti-God? You know, uh, yeah, you know if you don't know stuff. metal, you don't know rock. I think it's going to be yeah. really difficult for them to. Uh, uh, accept it or rather understand but what are the steps are you guys taking in order for to break that so-called uh, perception or the ideology of that that vo the wall itself to break uh, that what, what are you guys doing what do you think are, are the best things that can be done to change that perception um, nothing we don't really care actually <laughs> 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 because simply I mean let's, let's put it this way okay uh, to be very I mean a real metal idea is look uh, this is what I believe this is what I want to write, uh, this is what I want to write about you know, if I want to write a song about, uh, you know, uh, uh, heavy metal uh, farting unicorns, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, why not, right? But, I, but the thing is about, like, your music, if I, wouldn't, I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics per se, okay, mm. just the music and overall the sound, it is, it is awesome, man. It is freaking awesome. Until you just, somebody just comes up and say, you know, you know the lyrics is supposed to be meant like this, then it's like, okay, it's fine. It's, it's another way for me to express... Uh, my love towards the big guy out there, you know, those kind of things. So it is kind of awesome. And I'm I'm definitely looking forward to see so live performances here with that concept. So the next time you have a live show, please make sure you invite me. I, I hope so. It's, you know, we're in lockdown <laughs> again. So I, I, yeah, I know, I, man. I'm I'm not, not, <laughs> I know. I just, just like everything's a mess, but I'm, I've been discovering a lot of bands, a lot of music, not new faces, new artists. Or maybe some of the older ones and all the stuff that they have and you know listening to the cd or maybe vinyls or mp3 is one thing but watching them perform live is another and seems to be the wait seems to be like getting longer what's supposed to be one month three months six months and now is a year a year plus it's like i just can't wait for this whole thing to be over man yeah uh, i mean uh, there are some there, there is a, i mean a silver lining in a way i mean uh it's also kind of a for, for, from a, from an artist's perspective, I mean, it's, I know it's a bit depressive and all that you can play trills, right? But a lot of guys have actually kind of taken this time to kind of like take a step back, uh, reevaluate the music. And, uh, you know, um, like I said, I mean, uh, Shamash uh, wouldn't even exist if it, there wasn't this lockdown in the first place, right? Uh, and it kind of set me on a, a path to go back into music, you know? I mean, as the kind of spiritual guy that I am, I was like, oh my, you know, I had all this, uh, you know, stuff in my heart, right? And, I really felt like 
the big guy out there saying like, hey, Andre, it's time to get back in. You know, I, I, I need you to, you know, share about my, my message, my love for, for people, right? So, uh, you know, um, you use, you know, use whatever I've given you to, to spread this message around, this positive message that people need to hear. So uh, that's basically how it is. So, I mean, there, there is always a silver lining. Um, and it also kind of like uh, helps people to kind of reevaluate uh, what's really important, you know? Very uh, true. Very yeah. true. So, I mean, there, there is always a silver lining. So I think what's important is, uh, as people, we just need to chin up and be positive. I very true. Yeah, yeah. I could agree with you on that because uh, if it wasn't for the so-called MCO, this show wouldn't have started. <laughs> exactly. Just exactly. the podcast, so, we wouldn't have met, we wouldn't have spoken, and uh, well, it's it's kind of nice actually. It's like uh, for me, I just had uh, a different. I get managed to reinvent myself for the year 2020 and 2021. So, which is a great thing. Now let's get back to your music right now, Shamash and your EP. You are planning to come out with another one uh, right this year, another album. Yes, or <clears throat> we have a, a full length that's uh, coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got most of the tracks done. Uh, I think I maybe we just probably need to get maybe one more song done. Um, okay. I, I just wrote one song yesterday, uh, which is you know kind of in dedication to my mom. My mom just passed on recently. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear so, that. Man. I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, that that song was. It's probably going to be the last song for our, our track because it's a kind of sad song, you know, it's a tribute okay. song. Uh, so that was done, and I, we probably need maybe one more song, and I think we're good, and we have all the songs that are required for our release schedule. So uh, the record label uh, is probably going to release a few singles, and then uh, we're going to have a full length drop. Uh, we, we're looking into uh, getting some music videos done as well, and. Uh, I will make some the thing I wanted to ask you because do you guys actually have a music video? I mean, you have YouTube so with this the cover of the album or the song, but uh, have you? Do you actually have a full uh, music video for your band? Because I was um, looking forward yeah. for the performance. Uh, yeah, bro. Uh, it's a little, a little tough to get this logistics done uh, with all the you know SOPs and restrictions, you know, with lockdowns, and uh, so especially with this current lockdown uh, in place and, uh, you know, our first single that's going to drop uh, off in a few months. Uh, it's, it's, it's a real headache. So we're just thinking about how we're going to get around it because uh, I think the general idea was to have a music video with our first single so for the new album. So I, I don't know, man. So we're just trying to work I out. I think Darren would get bullied off. La. I think Darren has some ideas. Anything, like, the guy's a magician. Yeah, he is like... He's like the energizer bunny. I've noticed him doing this. He's here, he's there, he's everywhere. The dude is pretty much everywhere, which I, I admire it very much. While everybody's yeah. like grumbling, it's like, oh, MCO, I can't do this, I can't do that. No, but this guy's yeah. been turning out music, getting artists uh, signed up and writing songs and doing things, which is a great example. It's, it's nice to know that you guys are working together in, a, in an album itself. He's, he's an amazing guy. I think uh, one thing about, uh, one thing I do like about uh, Darren is that he, he has this amazing, can-do attitude. And uh, one thing I like about working with Darren is Darren says it as it is, you know? Uh, and you know, when you're trying to get work done, uh, it's very important to keep it real. And, and I think this guy is very grounded and very real. So- Maybe uh, that one guy in the team. Like... Get songs done really quick because, you know, uh, we put it out there, works or doesn't work. You know, we are, we are very binary about it. Doesn't work, we scrap it, we move on to the next thing. So we're quick about it. And I think okay. that that's amazing. And, and when you want to find bandmates, I think this is very important. Find a bandmate yeah. like that. Yeah, you need to have that one guy who's like keeping everybody on their feet. It's like, no, yeah. no joke. No, let's do it. Let's do it. You got to have that one guy exactly. instead of just taking it for granted. And uh, because well, the thing I've been discovered, another thing that we discovered for uh, from last year till this year, is like the technology that we have that we took for granted for years. 
you know we have this everything gonna be just like more of a diy thing there right now so at least this year you just discover some new stuff and uh, well it can be used for the music part of it for some people not all but <clears> your <throat> songs speaking of your songs your music uh since it was difficult to write songs and recording it did you do it at home or is like you you were you working with some sound engineers in some studios for your particular song okay so basically um how we got it done uh was we we worked at home okay so i'm going to talk about the ep first because that's the the, the one that kind of like got nl onto the floor so for the ep basically i i laid down everything on my computer system uh you know my daw i wrote it I, uh, you know got the tracks laid out because we, we didn't have a drummer at the time yet so uh, in fact, we still don't have uh, uh, a drummer yet on the album. Yeah, for now. Yeah. So what happened was we, everything was programmed. We put it together. I recorded my parts and all that, and uh, I actually sent it over to uh, an engineer in Italy. Uh, he's, he's really good. He's the guy that did uh, uh, Burzum's uh, last album. So he's done all this uh, European uh, metal stuff. So he basically engineers uh, and did all the mix down and mastering for us and sent back the tracks to us. So if you listen to the, the mix and it sounds really amazing, it's got good headspace and all this because we got a very experienced metal engineer to engineer it down. Nice. So, um, nice. you know, uh, so I think that's also very important. Uh, so, uh, you know, having good materials is one thing, but also having a very good engineer is also very, very important. So, yeah. um, so we got that down and then uh, yeah, the, the, the product was done. Uh, now, the... Full length that's coming out is a little bit different because uh, you know it's a lot of cross collaboration between Darren, myself, and Alex. So uh, what happens is you know um, we write different parts of different songs and we just keep sharing it and then you know we have certain songs with little gaps and then we just fill it up and then we we'll, you know we we'll layer it. So you know it's kind of like uh, you know when you have like little WhatsApp chat groups. Our WhatsApp chat groups are just full of sound. <laughs> you know, hey, listen to this. Hey, what do you think? Yeah, you get things like, mm, I like this, uh, but this is corny. Oh, this is, oh, yeah, this is good. Nah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, Andre, just take it and dump it in your other project. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> you know? I mean, Darren has rejected some songs and so they end up getting thrown to my other project. <laughs> hey, but, but in your case, nothing goes to waste, right? Every single thing you no. reject, it comes out with another bad. You no, reject I, I this, got it goes to yeah, you know, Really? I, yeah. You know, I'll do some really stupid stuff, uh, Navin. Let me just tell you this. <laughs> like last week, right? I was like so down with the whole situation, right? I actually fired up my DAW and I recorded a, a metal version of Never Ending Story. You know, oh. and I recorded it and I, I liked it, but I don't think anybody else would like it. It's just for me. You don't know, want to just put it out there, man. You never know. No, just like man. one. Don't, don't, don't mention the name. Just put some cartoon characters out there. A side project, your alter ego or something like that. <laughs> no, no, man. It might just it might just work out. Since you you're an expert in coming up with so many bands and managing uh, managing them all together, that's like, oh man, I'm I'm just still I'm still trying to digest that because when you we had the chat on Facebook, you said uh, which when I said let's come on to the show, it's like okay, which band you want to talk about? I said what which band? Then you gave me a whole <laughs> list of bands. I was like, dude, is this guy for real? It's like you're managing yeah. three bands at one go. Oh man, that's that's fantastic, man. I just I always admire guys like this. It's like no excuses, no such thing as cannot, no such thing, no I can't do it. Just do it, man. Yeah, just but, do it. Yeah, but the thing is, apart from Shamash, okay, now you're busy with Shamash and uh, working on this uh, so-called full-length album, which is almost almost ready. I can say that. Um, mm -hmm. How about the other bands? Is that I mean, who's working on that? Who are they, and who's involved in those bands? Okay. So the other one is uh, Necromancer, which is my old band. So uh, mm -hmm. we've got the lineup ready. So we, we have not got any materials yet. Um, we are going to re-release uh, our last album, uh, 
from a different label. Uh, they've licensed it from uh, you know the current owners of the the, the master disc. Uh, it's going to be released for the American market because most of my fans are actually coming from North America and uh, Brazil, Mexico. Not too much from Malaysia. I think in Malaysia we are almost unheard. You know, nobody knows. <laughs> I could. But in, in, I could in the US, I mean, so uh, you know, if you go over to uh, the Shamash Facebook site, you can see most of the guys who are, are, are having competition are they're mostly American, uh, followed by Brazilian, followed by Mexican, followed by Colombians, Venezuelan, and then you know you may have uh, South Africa, and then. Malaysia. <laughs> so, you know, yes, so the, 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 the four guy guys that you know, somebody you just had coffee with some time ago. Yeah, probably one of my aunts or something is checking on <laughs> something like that. So, you know, uh, so yeah, so so I mean, that's you know, uh, pretty much uh, you know, uh, the whole thing. So, Necromedicide, uh, my, my old band, uh, we, we are uh, going to probably get together in a few months and discuss, you know, the new materials we're going to work on it. So, we, we've kind of like put back the old lineup that was. Uh, the lineup from the, the 90s, uh, minus one member who, you know, he's, he doesn't have time for music anymore. But I think uh, everyone else has come back. So we, we're going to uh, probably start off, I don't know, we haven't decided whether we want to do a full uh, album or an EP, but uh, we're kind of discussing it. Uh, the other project I have uh, is a black metal band. Uh, it's called Tritungal. It's, uh, it's, uh, very, it's a one-man band, so it's just basically me doing black metal. So, you know. Okay, right. So that one's uh, going to be, I am in the middle of negotiating my contract, but it's almost done, actually. So uh, once it's signed, uh, we will we'll announce it. Um, it will be on a, a different label. Yeah, so. How do you do it? Like, it's like, like I, I, I know guys who's struggling to get even one contract, and you're managing three, three or four. Uh, three. <laughs> three, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm losing count. It's been in three, four, because for all you know, six months down the line, you're going to call me and tell me, hey, man, uh, I got this other bad that's going on right now. <laughs> Okay, the reason why I say three is because the fourth project, uh, we haven't actually signed or announced anything yet. Uh, it will probably come out of uh, the same label as Shamash, which is uh, Rod Miller. So that one, uh, okay. I, I'm just going to have to wait for the record label to announce it because there's some very interesting people in the project. Uh, I'm the only Malaysian. The rest are Americans. So, nice. uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting. But having different bands in there, it's almost, almost a different sound also, right? Because it's right. like you have a different creative process working on each band. How do, how do you cope up with that? It's like, because the thing is, it's like when, when you're so involved in one particular band, let's say, for example, Shamash for that matter, and you, you're tuned into that kind of sound, that kind of mindset, you know, that kind of feel, and all of a sudden you have to just switch to another one. How do you cope up with that? Uh, actually, I, I, the thing is, Navin, I don't have to cope with it because I'm generally very eclectic by nature. So, um, okay. you know, I... One moment I can listen to Electric Light Orchestra and ABBA. The next moment I'll be listening to Cannibal Cops. You know, I, I can, yeah, I can, yeah, I can kind of Do find switch. Uh, I'm wired a little bit differently, so I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I understand it's a little bit hard for most people to grasp that concept. But you know, uh, if, if today you know I'm in a mood to do some ska music, I could probably just pop up the DW and write a ska song. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of like that. Oh, you're pretty. Yeah. Uh diverse to be more precise i listen to just yeah. about anything you know when i grew nice. up when i was young i used to listen to this very obscure uh you know nusantara style music called kronchong you know oh yes. yeah yeah the rhythms are yeah it, it, you know it's, it's it's very localized kind of stuff you know 
So actually, it's kind of nice to have that kind of mindset of uh, already or uh, rather taste because uh, at some point, one of those tunes might inspire you to write what is something that you want with your present genre. That's that's something I've seen many times. Yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, names also like if we talk about people like Freddie Mercury, how he infused his opera feel into the rock thing. No, everything was because you listen to anything and everything at all. And if you really uh, listen to whatever Slash listens to, you'd be amazed, man. Exactly. So, so what you you kind of see this uh, a unique feature uh, in in the new Shamash album because I I like a lot of Middle Eastern music. You know, I'm very fascinated by the way uh, people use makams. So uh, you know, the most of the general Western music uh, uses the kind of uh, you know scales, you know Western scales, right? Uh, uh, Middle Eastern music they use makams, which are they have notes that are in between our scales. It's just not just tone and 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 semitones. They are also demitones. So uh, we use a lot of those ideas in some of the songs in the new Shamash album. So you know we've got uh, ouds, uh, dumbags, and stuff. So it's got a very Middle Eastern. Some of them have very very Middle Eastern kind of feel. So it's gonna kind of like push the, the the sound expansion a little bit more. You know, so wow. some people who are not very familiar with Middle Eastern music will be like, "Hey, that sounds like Nile or Orphanland or something like that," uh, which is kind of like you know uh, Oriental metal. So you you have a little bit of that feel in the new album as well. Nice, because for those who's listening to this, but man. come again. All this push boundaries, man. Yes, yes, that's how you do it. Because for those listening to this particular podcast, I know you're cracking your head trying to figure out what exactly what we're talking about for the past, uh, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. But the thing is this, I'll, I'll, you can check out the links. I'm going to be placing the links on this particular website page on every single track that you can think of or maybe the YouTube and so on. Once you take a listen to it, okay, remember, listen to it with no expectations, open mind. Just listen, okay? Forget about what you just heard from Andre. Just listen from the start till the end, and you'll you'll exactly know what Andre was talking about uh, for the past uh, couple of minutes because it is something that you don't really expect because I've come across, you know, when you talk about rock music, you have that particular standard tunes or other standard compos composition for a track, but when you listen to this, the, the tracks from Samash, it has a fusion of a lot of things, and the feel, the vibe you feel on the particular tracks is awesome, man. Because it's not just growl, it's not just heavy sound. It's also, you have the melody in it. You have the melody in it. And also, I'm not too sure, but the lyrics, uh, the chant part, if I'm not mistaken, some part goes on, uh, right? Yes, yeah, so the Latin chants. Latin chants are there. The Latin chants. Because yeah. you, I, I'm pretty sure you like the Gregorian thing going yeah, on. Yeah, I, right? I love, I love the, the whole Gregorian thing. You know, I, I yeah, mean, when Enigma first came out, right, uh, and Sadness was the thing. I mean, we're old enough to know Sadness. That yes, yes. You get Sadness. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know. Uh, it takes you it takes you to another realm altogether yeah, when you listen to those kind of exactly, tracks. Exactly, exactly. But, but it's not something new because, you know, there yeah. are bands out there like Matushka and all that that, that uh, have that whole orthodox Gregorian chant and, and metal, right? So, uh, you know, we're kind of introducing some of that, you know, uh, in as well. More like reintroduce, la. Yeah, more like reintroduce. I mean, I mean, why not? I mean, it, it sounds cool. I mean, like I said, the whole yeah. idea is, uh, you know, expand the genre. I mean, uh, why must every band sound like another band? I mean, why must why must exactly. every band sound like Killswitch Engage or Cannibal Corpse? Oh man, for years I've been grumbling and bitching about that, man. That's the whole thing. It's like you have you need to have that fresh feel altogether. 
And as usual, whenever I invite anybody on this particular podcast, everybody has something new to bring on the table. So that's what Andre and, of course, his, his band members are doing with the band called Shamash and, of course, his other brands, which I'm still trying to have... Uh, I'm still having a bit of difficulties trying to pronounce that because it kind of reminds me of something from Lord of the Rings, man. <laughs> yes, Necromanicide and Tretungal. Necromanicide. I'm so sorry. There's so... They're... No, no, it's, it's, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. It's just like when you when you listen to metal, heavy metal, or dark metal, or black metal, that metal, you always have the names that are super bombastic, man. It's like you don't have that easy, it's like pink, blue, black, Sabbath, you know, those kind of things. You just have something really unique, something really artistic. The only problem is people with my kind of IQ level, uh, memorizing it will be a bit difficult. Uh, but then again... I'll I'll be, I'll try I'll try my best I'll try to memorize it because <laughs> I kind of like the name very much so I'm just going to memorize it as much as possible. So let's let's list it down here. We've got Shamash, Shamash Micro uh, Micromanicide and uh, Micro Tatunga. Tatunga. Okay, the Tunga. Tatunga is not so yeah. difficult. Yeah, and I'm, of course in weeks or maybe months to come you'll find out about the new project that will be announced really soon. Which, which is thanks. probably the easiest name of the the bunch by the way. Really? Okay, yes. okay. Yeah. I'm just going to check out. I'm just going to I'm going to go back and I'm gonna just going to listen to every track again. Uh this time with my headphones on because I just love the sound that's coming out of it. And uh, please uh before before I wrap it up, your upcoming album, okay? Uh what's the theme like? What is it all about in that particular album? <clears throat> so there, does it have a theme there, to it? Uh there, there are a few things that we're, we're talking about, um, but I think um, one of the, the, the general concepts that we, we are going to, we're going to explore a few themes actually, right? So one is we are going to be talking a little bit about uh, stuff that's kind of happening in the Middle East from a, a very biblical, uh, prophetic standpoint, because uh, we know we believe that a lot of stuff that's happening now in the Middle East is actually kind of foretold in the Bible, you know? Okay. Uh, so there are a few songs that kind of talk about that. Uh, there is a song there that's uh, a tribute to uh, one of my heroes, which is like the basis and vocalist of Mortification, this band over here. Okay. Uh, who uh, sadly is, uh, is it, it was pretty sick, so he can't play music anymore. But he's the guy that inspired me to, to, to get into this genre. So that would be another one. Um, and uh, there are, I mean, there's some other themes that are kind of related with what has been happening uh, in my life recently. So, uh, you know. Generally, these three teams, right? Okay. Musically, um, it, it's a very different uh, uh, sounding uh, album than uh, Suffering Servant. It's probably a little bit uh, better produced thanks to Derek. You know, uh, it's a little okay. bit more modern. So it's got breakdowns thanks to Darren. You know, I now grasp what breakdowns are. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I just uh, gotta, I gotta, I gotta look it up after this, man. I gotta start googling. It. <laughs> yeah, we we we've also kind of. Uh, okay, so if you listen to Suffering Seven, every song is tuned differently. So uh, okay. you know, this one we we kind of like uh, we have more songs in a more common tuning, and it's tuned lower, so it's a little bit heavier. So this okay. album is somewhat heavier, uh, but we are not compromising on the melodic element. That part uh, stays. There's still this clean uh, singing as well. Uh, my growling is still there as well. So nice. Um, it's, it's it's different. You know, it's, it's very very different. Uh, in terms of the the art, we are, we are basically using the same person that uh, did our cover the last time. So he has already uh, delivered the cover. It looks really nice. Uh, very lot of the rings like actually, uh, very nice. Um, nice. 
we are also using the same engineer that did suffering surfing as well. So I think that's, you know, uh, but even the rough tracks as they are sound uh, pretty decent as, as it is. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm very uh, excited to hear the final mixes when they come back to us. Nice. Nice. I'm, I'm pretty excited myself. Uh, looking forward. And does this album have a name? Yeah. Have you guys figured the name out for this album? Uh, not yet. Actually, okay. So the thing is, we <laughs> we, we had a name. I mean, uh, you know, we, we always put, uh, you know, placeholder names, right? Um, it's just that uh, as we start to, you know, write songs, rework songs, uh, song titles change. So the, 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 the song that had a name that I wanted to put as an album, we changed the name. So okay. uh, the placeholder name no longer stands. So we'll we'll work it out because generally uh, we like to name the album after song. So I think that's okay. probably what we, a tradition we like to continue. So once we've kind of you know uh, set everything because there are a few songs that we still haven't laid down vocals for and, and themes yet. So once we've set everything, then we'll pick out a name. So we haven't quite got a name yet. Nice. And uh, we're looking at this particular album coming out roughly around. Okay, so you're gonna see a few singles uh, from maybe July onwards, a few singles, and the album, full album, should drop probably in late December or January. I mean, cool. that's the schedule. Yeah, that's not very, very far away, man, from now. And the merchandises, no, does this right. album come uh, come together with merchandises? Because you have some pretty yes. kick-ass t-shirts, man. I just <laughs> yes. love. I just don't know whether I have it in my size, but I just got to gra grab some of it soon, man. You, you want to have a look at the latest one? I'll, it, just give me five seconds. Yes, yes, please. Yes, please. I am looking forward. Uh, for those who are listening to this particular podcast, I know you can't see it, but if you watch it on uh, Facebook, the video is down here in this page, and uh, just check it out so at least you can see. And if you haven't really visited the uh, social media page, oh my gosh, this is fantastic, man. What's the, what's the biggest size you have in this, man? What's the biggest one? Come on. What's, so, uh, what's... the biggest one uh, mm -hmm. would be a, a, a US size 4XL because ah. our, our merch actually comes... Did, did uh, I tell you that um, you're my new best friend? <laughs> well, 4XL is just really... I know, yeah. you know, you know, you know how pathetic <laughs> it is for people like me. It's like every time there's some good merchandises come out, everybody's coming up with those Kiki Lala, Kiko size t-shirts, oh, man. Goodness. It's like, come on, please look. Have some mercy on us plus size people out there, man. <laughs> it's like every t-shirt I buy, it looks like a handkerchief on me. Okay, so our merch, right, is actually available uh, from a company uh, in the States called Anchor Merchandising. So basically, okay. they produce uh, merch, like even from, this, this merch actually came from, from Anchor as well. So they produce for a lot of bands. Um, you can order it. So we've got hats, uh, jacket, bomber jackets. We've got stickers. We've got mouse pads. Uh, you want mugs, you want, uh, you know, tumblers. The whole works. La. The, the whole, whole works. works but, uh, I had a fan order a pair of shoes with the Suffering Servant cover on it as well. So we've got a pair of uh, canvas shoes that you, I mean, you can order canvas shoes, whole nice. bunch of face masks. Is, yeah. is the link available on your social media page? Uh, it is, it is. I'll send it over to you later. As well, okay, so you we'll, we'll share it oh. on this particular page here. Correct. So the merch, it's all coming out of uh, US. Uh, so Anchor is actually based out of California. And a lot of the merch is actually produced out of uh, Florida. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's it's not too bad. It's just that if you live on the other side of the planet like the rest of us, the merch shipping is... I know, I know, I know, I know. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. At least I can like brag around and say, hey, import me t-shirt. T-shirt import, la, babe. <laughs> what size are you, by the way? I am big size. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because I got a few expressions. 
So. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You put 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 a four XL or five XL, whatever biggest you have in your shopping cart, <laughs> <like>. <laughs> Whatever this okay. that's that's how I describe my size. Whenever somebody asks me what size are you in, I'm the biggest size you have, Levin. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay. okay. What do you expect, man? For six foot six foot two, one hundred and twenty kgs Indian boy. Hey, that's what it is, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Don't, don't let the camera fool you. Like camera just shrink everything in it. But you don't need these. <laughs> no, trust me, trust me. <laughs> I used to be eight kilos last time, by the way. You know, you know, this is what I really, really hate the maximum. Everybody I come across says I used to be this, I used to be that, but I can never say that at all. I never had the chance to say, hey, I used to be 150 kgs. I'm just stuck with the 120 kgs all my life. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, it, it doesn't happen overnight and takes a little bit of effort though, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I was like, uh, the only thing I can say is like, hey, I used to be 95, I used to be 90. Yeah, you know, that's the only thing I can say. I used to be. But that 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 so-called figure, I don't think so is ever going to happen anytime soon. But uh, hope for the best, la. hope for the best. MCU is not helping you out happen, anyway. If you're yeah. Asian, I think the biggest problem is rice. So just stop eating yeah. rice. Yeah, we, the, the, the problem is you're Asian, that's it, full stop. Nothing else to say. <laughs> There we go, man. There we go, man. <laughs> oh, man. Andre, thank you so much. It's been a great pleasure having a chat with you. Oh, thank you so much for enlightening me uh, with your wonderful music. And uh, praise a lot. I hope everything works a-okay. Everything turns out fine for you till uh, the release of the album, the, the upcoming uh, bands or project that you have. Hope you get signed up pretty soon. And I wish you all the best in everything that's uh, to come in the next uh, right, couple of days, weeks, months, or whatever, right? Thank you so much. Remember, check them out. Shamash, they're available on YouTube. I will be posting out the links on this particular page. So check it out. Click on it. And most importantly, like, share, subscribe, do whatever you have to do. Uh, spread the word out. Spread the word out. Try to understand. Listen to it with an open mind and enjoy it as much as you can. That's the whole idea. Because remember, it's, not, it's all about the message that's uh, coming in the songs. All right. That's the most important thing. Focus on the message. And... Uh, Enjoy the music at the very same time. Is there anything else you want to add in before we wrap things up, Andre? Uh, no, no. Uh, totally cool, man. Thanks for having me on your show, man. I had so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it big time, man. Thank you so much. We'll see you again, eh? Take care, man. All right. Thanks, man.